companies, they must have transition plans. They must do something about their processes and how they transition towards towards net zero. But what is the situation with those plans? And are companies actually implementing those plans? Do we know anything about it? Globally, around 24,000 companies around the world have some level of you know, sustainability disclosures. I use the term sustainability disclosures to include a variety of disclosures that are there. It could be emissions disclosures. It could be specifically sustainable finance related disclosures. Etc. Like around 20, 24,000 companies, and it is growing very rapidly. It is growing year on year. 24,000 companies have some level of disclosures in place. And we know that about 4,000 plus companies globally have, I would say, some level of transition planning. So it might not be complete. It might not third-party verified, certified, or whatever. Around 4,000 companies globally have transition plans. And that number is also growing because large financial institutions are asking them to have transition plans in place. The reason for that is financial regulators require financial institutions to assess the risk of transition, risk of climate transition to their portfolio. With that, they then want to find out if corporates in their portfolio have transition plans. And these corporates they also want to find out if their suppliers have transition plans. So it's like a chain reaction there. But a challenge that we have is too many companies have been called out for disclosing their transition plans. Examples being a case where Exxon produced a transition plan and a number of shareholders, I would say activist shareholders, as well as climate activists themselves, uh, started tearing it apart. It, in fact, they were taken to court for that. And there is litigation that is going on in this case. There are a number of other cases where any transition plan and associated disclosures are ripped apart even before people try and understand their business models and the challenges over there or the pathway to net zero that this particular company is taking. There is no one set pathway here. And again, there's no one set standard. There are a number of standards that are available. Essentially, a diversity of standards creates a credibility problem. So if you're following one standard, somebody else would look at it and then say, ah, according to my standard, what I know of, that is not credible. And then you would have activists who are ready to pounce on any information that is put out in the public domain saying, ah, that is not credible, etc. So globally, less than 1% of companies have credible transition plans. And that is not all companies. There is a, a non-profit organization called CDP, Carbon Disclosure Project. And they collect data on emissions from a number of companies, I think around 60,000 companies globally report their emissions data to CDP. And their finding is just about 1% of them have credible transition plans. 
at the end of 2023, they said just about 1% has that. How do you get around to having a credible transition plan? And why should it be credible? I think that is the big question. Why should it be credible is you can have carbon accounting, you can have accountability in place, then what are you doing about it? If you say my carbon footprint is that big and I'm reducing even 1% this year and I intend to reduce my footprint scope 1 and scope 2 by about 10% by 2030, that is still credible. As long as you can demonstrate how you will do this. It is not by just purchasing some carbon credits, but you are doing some actual decarbonization. You demonstrate saying that these are the projects that we are taking up. This is how we are reducing the footprint. That is a credible transition plan. Many transition plans lack that level of detail. They don't align to the industry standard methodologies that are available. Thirdly, a major factor that that we also see is companies are afraid of disclosing their good progress that they are making. And that is because of the fact that if you go and disclose, they're going to be torn apart by these external organizations. Again, then the, the question that I was looking at as part of our research was how to make a company, how to get a company through to having a credible transition plan. This is not about following every standard on the planet. This is not about doing everything that the, that the sectoral methodologies have got. Right? That is not going to get you anywhere. But this is about looking at your own business model, improving the energy efficiency in your business processes, optimizing your business processes, identifying the right interventions, and funding those interventions. If you do these four, and then you are able to align to any one methodology, you're still done. Your plan is still credible. The plan is still credible. Then comes the question of how do you validate this? How do you verify? Is there a third-party verification as part of this process? I've seen organizations where their second line of defense and third line of defense are unaware of these sort of controls, these sort of mechanisms that are there. So they are not able to provide you with that validation at all. So if your front line is doing this, you got to get your risk function, your compliance function. you got to get your, your auditors, internal auditors, also to understand this. They have to be trained on how to verify this internally, first of all. How to validate this internally. It's not just about training your field staff and maybe the sustainability team in understanding this process and getting to the intervention, right? It's also about these control functions as well. These control functions need to know how to validate and how to verify these, these plans, how to verify the changes to these processes that you're doing. Then comes the question of third-party certification. Emissions data requires third-party certification. 
because that is a requirement as per SPTI and it is also a good practice from our emissions management perspective as per GHG protocol, you're also required to have third-party certification for your emissions. Other than that, transition plans, if you go with the OECD guidance, it does require a third-party verification as well. A qualified third-party could verify and give you a reasonable assurance, give the board a reasonable assurance that the, that the transition plan is in proper shape and it is credible. But for that, you've got to get through that process. There's probably a bottleneck in the process. I'd assume at this point there's probably those internal trainings and those external certifications that are needed. Are they easily accessible to companies? Or it's important to break down a problem. I think this is very important already. But how do we broke it down to like smaller in smaller parts? How do we address those? So a lot of the training in these areas is not at a level where it can be rolled out to these control functions, not at a level where it can be company-wide. It's quite, I would say, scientific, and 99% of the staff in the company wouldn't understand. That is a huge opportunity for external training providers to develop this kind of content for corporate training in sustainability, and it needs to be targeted like all staff training, which can be provided to everyone because everyone has a role to play in sustainability. That is definitely an opportunity to do all staff training. This can be online training or whatever. There is training that the sustainability team itself requires and probably recertification on a sort of periodic basis, whatever is that periodicity that the organization wants to set as part of its policies. And there is training that the operational team requires, meaning those that are working on the day-to-day interventions that they're doing for energy efficiency, for process optimization, decision-making models, the the emissions reduction-related interventions that they're doing, they they definitely need substantial amount of training. And they need to understand the framework processes behind this. Similarly, the risk function, the compliance function within these corporates require training on how to verify this and how do I validate this? How do I understand these from a risk and controls perspective? How do I look at it from environmental compliance perspective? So if you're part of a compliance team, it's not just a question of emissions reporting. On top of it, you're going to be looking at how these interventions are going to improve my compliance posture over the next few years. And what you need to do in the interim, how you would understand these interventions. And more importantly, the internal audit team, because they are going to be auditing the processes. It's not just about understanding whether that particular process is working, but you've got to know how to test that process as well. So you should have training as part of internal audit. You should have training on sustainability. So how to audit sustainability, how to audit your interventions, how to provide that reasonable assurance to your board of directors. 
But unfortunately, this is again another, I can say, blind spot in the tech game because a lot of the sustainability training that is available is targeted towards sustainability practitioners themselves, not towards these kind of areas. I know that a number of sustainability officers or directors are doing their own bit in terms of creating their own internal training. But it is a very highly inefficient way. You don't want to create so much of duplication in effort. There are thousands of sustainability officers creating these trainings in their respective training, their respective companies. Why would you want to do that? If there are a few training providers who can create that, customize it to the to the specific the company's requirements, job done. If there's somebody listening to this podcast and you want to create something like this for all staff training or compliance training or for internal audit, great opportunity there. That is definitely, this is definitely a blind spot. Just another point that is revealed to be new to my ears, but probably new to a lot of other players in the sector. I guess what what is left that we can that is possible to do in this context? Can those companies be helped in the context we are in? Like considering all this, yeah. What are there any solutions? Anything that we that is possible to do in the meantime? Yeah, there are a few that you know we can definitely do. Helix is creating its own training and it's more focused towards transition finance creating credible trans- credible transition plans as part of a transition finance roadmap. So our focus is more towards finance and we are doing this more from the perspective of, of a transition finance course as such. And that is to kind of, I can say, educate the, the user as well as the larger corporate that they represent. So they can take that and they can pretty much use it to, to run short training sessions within their organization. But other than this, I've also come across a number of other training providers who are trying to do their bit. But again, I would say, is there one solution that is available for something like this? The answer is no. There are a few other other providers that, that we've come across, a few of the organizations that I'd like to mention here. There is Terra.do. They have a very good curriculum Uh, but it's not going to be like a corporate training curriculum as such. It is for you to gain some, I can say, basic knowledge. And on top of it, you will also get to have a community through which you can interact, etc. We've also been part of part of Terror.do. I'm also on the Open Door Climate Mentor Network. So I have people reaching out and I want to talk about their careers in sustainability, etc., but again, that is one good organization that I've come across. There's another one called Climate Net. They also offer trainings. They have some learning, online learning, as well as in-person networking, plus some webinars that they also do that can also be there, that can also be taken as a as a good example. But as I said, this is a blind spot. There is lots of work to be done here. And if there's an entrepreneur who's listening to this and wants to take action on this, here is a very good opportunity. It's interesting your perspective, specific perspective on this, because 
is it often happening in organizations? Like you have this finance entity within the organization, or even outside your organization, any finance ed- entity that has to deal with an organization. Those are the ones that actually have the eyes on everything, have the helicopter yes. to be able to spot this. Because probably like the issue here is that uh, there are probably entities that, again, like not having this helicopter view on things, they don't see the issue what it is and they're not able to tackle it because of that. And I guess this kind of remarks the importance and relevance of something like, again, like a transitional finance operator that has the views and is potentially working already towards or at least focusing and applying mental power, let's say, towards potentially finding a, a solution, a way to address yeah. those issues that are out there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's very important because of these reasons to have these conversations. Probably this will work towards maybe sparking. Very a, true. A, very true. Or, uh, yes. Uh, invite. Yes. See, try to find and it's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. It's uh, it's quite a mm-hmm. simple business model to create and go to corporates and work with them. Unfortunately, a lot of sustainability offices that I've been talking to, they say we've had a few proposals from training company, but their price point comes up at a very high rate just because of the fact that they don't have any of this content. They need to find the experts for this. They need to run these sessions, maybe record it. It's a first-time kind of an activity. So if there is an entrepreneur willing to take this, create that online course, create the lectures and basically put it together as a computer-based training, great. It's got the scale that you need. In the market. I can't think of anything else. Wow. Interesting. And I guess it's probably also thanks to the healing activity that those things actually come up. And yes. This is also thanks to also your work and your the people you collaborate with that we're able to then now finally be able to spot those issues. So any final message you would want to put out there? in order to incite people to (laughs) take action. Yeah, sure. If you're looking to prove the credibility of your transition plan and you want to use a simple method to do this instead of a communist-style massive data gathering, hit up helix.earth. We have a very simple process step-by-step in order to, uh, to get to a credible transition plan and also finance it. Looking forward to working with you guys. Thank you.